Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host from Relief from Darkness, and I am here today with Dr. Lori. Hi guys. Our teammate, Allie. Hello. Where we are recording a 10-session podcast that focuses on the biblical recovery from substance abuse and addiction. So just as a reminder, each session is going to focus on the CPR of recovery principles along with the biblically-based steps to walk into identity and freedom in Christ. So these steps have been influenced by the 12-step program of AA, and they take us deeper into the biblical foundation of recovery. So Dr. Lori, can you go ahead and give us a reminder of what CPR stands for? Absolutely. And if you've been listening to these podcasts, I hope that you see that CPR should integrate into absolutely everything. Everything that we need is found in CPR. We have to connect C for connect, connect to God, be aware of ourself and then connect with others securely and in a healthy way. And then it's really important for us to know the psychoeducation and the way that our brain was made by Jesus, the things that we're allowed to think about, that when we get bumped into what comes out of us under pressure, and then how do we handle when our lid flips? The amygdala and the reticular activating system are also the parts of the P with the psychoeducation. And then finally, what do we do day in and day out? The routine and then our reframing when hard things happen, not if, but when. And then finally, we are all created for something bigger, something bigger than the me, me, me show. And there is something that God has invited each one of us to do that only we can do that we were born for and created for. And so that, my friends, is a CPR. Woohoo! So just as a little bit of a recap, Here's how we got here. We started with the first episode of this series that was titled, Here I Am, Now What? Where you're just kind of like exactly what it says. Here I am. I'm existing and I'm in addiction and substance abuse. Now what? And then number two was titled, I Can't But God Can. Where we acknowledge that we can't do it without Him. It has to be a work of God to help us. Number three was titled, Burn the Ships. No excuses. We're not going back. We're going to keep going forward. There's no way to go but up. And then number four, my personal favorite titled, I got spinach in my teeth. And that's where you recognize the sin and the thought processes and the behaviors that are that are not helpful for growing in your identity in Christ. And then number five, you had to own it. Once you see it, then you have to own it through confession, through confession to other people and confession to God, which then leads us right into the Nike anointing, also known as just do it. And this is now that you see it and you've confessed it, now you have to do something about it. And it's just this call to just go ahead and just do it. Exactly like it says. And then number seven, which is Dr. Lori's favorite, I'll help her remind you, or she'll help us remind us of the title. It was called, It Takes You to Make a Thing Go Right. Ooh, ooh, ah. (laughs) So that was the last one. And that is whenever we are going to make amends, or we're going to receive forgiveness and be forgiven. And at the end of the last session was kind of a little hint about what we're going to be talking about today, because Dr. Lori Uh, went straight into the analogy of having poop on your shoe and how to clean that up. So that is actually the title of today's message. Mm -hmm. We are on number eight, and it is called Poop on Your Shoe? So 
Alley. That was a lot of words, a lot of summary, a lot of recap. Can you go ahead and dive us headfirst into the deep end of poop <laughs> on poop our on shoe? shoe? <laughs> yes. Yes. Great recap. So looking at the poop on your shoe analogy, um, we are at a place now where we have already laid the complete foundation and we are in our new lifestyle. And in this new lifestyle, we are continuing to take daily inventory, daily stock of where we're at, where we're going, um, and, and, and living in vigorous honesty. So when we recognize that there is poop on our shoe, we are going to go clean it up or admit when we're wrong immediately. If we recognize it, we immediately step into doing something about it. And as I was looking into the scripture this morning, the Lord really impressed on my heart. This is diligence versus laziness. Um, and it, this is our new lifestyle. Our lifestyle has to be the one of diligence. So we have looked at the recovery process in light of and as a fruitful result of walking with Jesus. It's not a one-time, one-day fix-all. Instead, it is a lifelong active commitment and relationship that requires diligence and intentionality. It is not accidental, and laziness will kill it. And I just want to dig right into um, a very practical scripture from Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. I passed by the field of a sluggard by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw it and considered it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. That field, that vineyard, needs someone to tend it our life, our recovery, our walk with Jesus, again, it's daily. It is a daily, active, intentional lifestyle that we're living. And if we ignore the poop on the shoe, then what's going to happen? Well, it's just, it's going to sit there and it's going to, you know, like sink into the carpet and stink. It's going to stink, right? Things are going to get dirty. If we're ignoring the messes that we're making, if we're, if we're not dealing with the messes that are made, then they just sit there and most likely they grow. Mm-hmm. So Romans 12, 2 and 3 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. There is an excerpt from 12 steps from the 12step.org. And I love this. It says one thing that is so easy to have happen at any stage of the recovery process is to become arrogant, to think more of ourselves than we should. Sometimes this arrogance can come because our life seems to be going well. By the 10th step, we may feel that we are on our way. If our life has become easier, we may tend to forget the difficulties that recovery sometimes requires. These verses remind us to continue in humility, to think soberly about our capabilities and our life before God. 
to not overreach beyond the gifts that God has given us. Only the Savior can save the world, not us. And we are called only to do the part that we have been given in God's plan, no more and no less. By continuing to take personal inventory, we can stay real about our strengths and weaknesses, depending on God for our strength and remaining confident, humble, and real with God and others. That is a lifestyle, and it is just staying in that state of reminder of this is, I am human, and I need to depend totally on God, and I need to walk out what he has called me to, depending on him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have gained the tools and awareness at this point to recognize when we have tracked poop through the house we have built and know how to clean it up. And the word is so good to allow us to have ways to examine where we are. Galatians 5, 1 and then 13 through 26 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour each other, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under that law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another." I love Bible lists. Um, I love that the Lord is so faithful in his word that he is constantly allowing us to have a mirror. Like right here, we have a mirror where we can look in and we can examine, are my works, are my desires right now lining up with this list of the flesh or are they lining up with the spirit? And I personally like to list them out. It just helps me comprehend where I'm at. By living with our minds and intentions set on the spirit, We will be sensitive to taking our daily inventory and owning what we need to. As we grow in this, we will see progress, strength, and battles we have overcome. Praise God. Philippians 2, 12, and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So how do we battle sin? We set our minds on Christ and remember that he has given us what we need for the battle. Ephesians 6 says, To end my letter, I tell you, be strong in the Lord and in his great power. Wear the full armor of God. Wear God's armor so that you can fight against the devil's clever tricks. Our fight is not against people on earth. 
We are fighting against the rulers and authorities and powers of this world's darkness. We are fighting against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly places. That is why you need to get God's full armor. Then, on the day of evil, you will be able to stand strong. And when you have finished the whole fight, you will still be standing. So stand strong with the belt of truth tied around your waist and on your chest where the protection of right living on your feet where the good news of peace to help you stand strong and also use the shield of faith with which you can stop all the burning arrows that come from the evil one. Accept God's salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit. That sword is the teaching of God. Pray in the spirit at all times, pray with all kinds of prayers and ask for everything you need. To do this, you must always be ready. Never give up. Always pray for all of God's people. We can't change our heart by just saying no to the things that our flesh desires, but we can change our heart by setting our minds on Christ, and then we will see our desires begin to align with Him. That's really good. I think whenever we're, like, if we're using the analogy that we have poop on our shoe— And whenever you see like one of those things, like to know that it's not always intentional, you know, I mean, no one goes outside and is like, I would love to step in a big pile of crap today. Like no one says that. And so, but once it's there to see it and once it smells, then rather than like being like, oh no, I didn't. So I'm just going to walk through my house and I'm not thinking about the things that the Bible says and I'm not exhibiting the fruits of the spirit but I'm just going to keep my dirty shoe on and walk around. Mm -hmm. And so just to like make it really clear of like, even though it might not have, or it might have been, but most of the time it's not intentional that we're trying to not choose God. But when we're not aware of our surroundings or that there's poop on the ground, it's when we get in that complacency Mm -hmm. that it just kind of sneaks in, which just seems so like a tactic of the enemy to just kind of plant. I mean, whenever we look at dog poop, we call them little bombs, you know? And that's what it feels like. Like the enemy will just leave a little bomb. And so a path that you've taken and then you're walking and then suddenly you step in it and you might not know it, but once you do to just go ahead and get that cleaned up and taken care of. I don't know if that made sense, but that's how I see it as far as like when the thoughts that we're thinking or the behaviors that we're exhibiting aren't in line with what he says. Absolutely. Even now, I'm also thinking about a garden. Uh, Weeds are going to come up. Mm -hmm. They are going to come up. But that's our responsibility is to tend that. And so when I see a weed, I'm going to go pluck it. It doesn't mean that I can prevent weeds from coming up all the time, every day. They're going to grow up. That's a part of being a garden. Mm -hmm. And so on this side of eternity, we're going to have weeds that come up. Yeah. So good. And we're going to step in the poop sometimes but to just make sure that we address it. So Dr. Lori. Yes. What is the CPR of poop on our shoes? I love this message. And in fact, if I had to summarize it, I would say suck it up, buttercup. Mm -hmm. So either we're going to or we're not. And so we're connected with God. We've gotten far enough into this. We know what the fair play rules are. We know what we're supposed to do. And either we're going to do it or we're not. And In the middle of all of that, we can think that or we could pretend like other people don't actually smell it, but they really do. Yeah. And we're the ones if we if we think about this, we're the only ones that will keep us out of our destiny. 
And we can blame the world. We can blame our trauma. We can blame our sin. We can blame the sin that's been done to us. We can blame a hundred different things, but ultimately it comes down to what do I want? And am I going to do this thing or am I not? And those who want to achieve greatness, those who want to overcome against all odds actually have to incorporate seemingly unimportant decisions into their everyday life. And so we can't fill that void with just arbitrary things or or just leave those voids open. We actually have to purposely fill it with Jesus, whether we feel like it or not. We have to be around and be selective with who we're around. We have to put the things in our environment that we need to put into our environment because relapses or not taking responsibility or all of those things actually happen way before the actual event. And so it's really up to us. And so we can deny it. We can pretend like it doesn't exist. Everybody else sees it. Everybody else smells it. And I'm going to have to be the hero in my own story. I can't be the victim anymore. People can come alongside and they can guide me, but I'm going to have to really at some point do the hard work. I spent the time willingly or unwillingly, knowingly or unknowingly to create the addictive pathways in my brain. And now I'm going to have to suck it up buttercup and do the hard work and to clean up and not expect perfection, but instead of lying in deceit or shame or pain or that black and white, all or nothing thinking, I'm going to have to change those things. I'm going to have to expend a lot of energy, more calories than what I ever, ever, ever dreamed of expending because I'm now thinking about what I'm thinking about. It's going to be and what feels like sometimes against all odds, but it's time to just do it because Jesus lives inside of me. The Holy Spirit is my helper and my guide. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit and I need to own it and I need to take care of it. And there's a, a term I want to introduce. It's called cognitive dissonance. And so if I say I want to get better, I'm never going to use again. I'm never going to do these things again. But then in my heart of hearts, I'm not willing to do what's required. Or I know that I'm going to go out and do something else. We actually, there's this there's this, uh, this tension between what could be and what should be. And there's this tension between what I'm saying and what I feel like I want, but what I'm actually willing to do. And that creates a whole lot of anxiety, a whole lot of stress, a whole lot of stuff inside of us rather than just sucking it up and doing what we need to do and putting those plans in place and cleaning up the mess that I can pretend that it's not there and I can pretend like nobody else smells it, but in actuality they do. And so I'm going to have to take responsibility. I'm going to have to do the hard work. I'm going to have to be connected with God. I'm going to have to be self-aware. I'm going to have to connect with others and be careful whom I'm around. I'm going to have to know it's actually all of the CPR. I'm going to have to know the brain and the addiction cycle and the patterns and that this could take a while. And then I'm going to have to change my routine. And everything about my routine. And then I'm going to really need to do stuff outside of myself because then I think that the world revolves around me and everything about me. And I need to look at what I'm thankful for. And those are the things that I have to incorporate. It's it's really all of it at this level to really see sustained, long lasting change. Absolutely doable. Everybody does it. Nope. Because it's really hard and it really takes a lot of work and it really takes me being real with myself. And so a beautiful point and something that's totally doable, but it challenges sometimes everything in us. Yeah. 
So Allie, what was it like for you on a personal level, like walking this one out? Well, I walk this one out every, like every day. Um, And it's not always negative. Sometimes there are things just that I get to praise God for Mm -hmm. um, ways that, you know, maybe something in the past that would have been a reaction or a response or a behavior, you know, the Lord has worked that out in my life and I'm able to do it differently. Um, But it, it still feels a little bit hard and unnatural at times to go um, and sit down. Usually it's, I've got to go sit down with somebody and say, Hey, uh, so this has happened and this is why that happened. And I just need to tell you that most of the people that I'm around that get that, um, conversation are used to it by now, but they, um, maybe haven't ever had to walk this out. And so it usually starts with funny looks and they don't always understand, like, you didn't have to tell me that, you know, I get that a lot. You don't have to tell me that. It's like, no, I do just receive it and let me move on. Like I, because it's on me. So I have, I have to do something with it. Um, and relationally, you know, I, yeah, relationally, there's always times when not always, but there are times when maybe I have to make a phone call to a friend and say, Hey, this is what, um, I'm feeling about this thing, or this is how I perceived it. And I need to, first of all, let you know, this is what's going on. And and also just see, is everything okay? That's usually what it is. Hey, is everything okay? Because this is what's going on inside of me. And I just need to make sure that everything's clear Mm -hmm. with us. And, you know, (laughs) it, it always works out well. Um, but it's not easy. A lot of times it takes a lot of prayer and I have to do just that. Lori, like what Lori said, suck it up buttercup. Yeah. Okay. Here I have to go. I have to go do this, you know? Um, and if you wouldn't, what do you think the root of it is? Is it just really disobedience and pride? Yes. And a lot of times shame okay. or embarrassment. That causes you to hide or to run. Yeah. Like if I'm walking around with spinach in my teeth, sometimes it's embarrassing to go say, so I know that I had spinach in my teeth while we were having dinner, but I need to get it out. So here's that. Um, and it's not always... I think a lot of times my perception of something is not always someone else's like perception of it. And so it's good to, to be able to work that out as well. Uh, Does that answer? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the same thing. If I have, if I have poop on my shoe and I come into your house and then I've just ruined your brand new rug from Mm -hmm. Ikea and then what? Like that sucks. Like there's a little bit of a hurt that you have to go and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like here's what happened to your rug and how can I fix it? Mm-hmm. Like it, but I would say probably shame and embarrassment more, more so, so than pride. Which is the same. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, but then we're still looking at ourselves. It's all come down to pride. Right. Everything so everything's about me, whether I'm overinflated or underinflated. Right. Okay. So the world centers. And there's spot shot. I don't know if you guys have ever used spot shot, but spot shot (laughs) works on everything. And so we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and he's like the spot shot for the poop on the rug that we just ruined. Is it really ruined or is that just a perception? And it was really ruined until spot shot. Mm -hmm. But and that's why I want to be clear is like Jesus will help us clean up our messes. Mm -hmm. Truth. And so like, well, it looks like we're going to have to be there and cleaning it up all on our own. Mm -hmm. But that's the free gift of salvation is that he helps us clean it up. Mm -hmm. And it's only through him that we could even recognize that it's dirty to begin with. 
So that's good. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. So doing this sums up the previous nine, you know, literally like this literally is the lifestyle that we have been laying the foundation. So at this point it should be, okay, this is where I'm at. And while it doesn't always feel natural and easy, we're thinking about what we're thinking about. We're paying attention to our walk. We're paying attention to our behaviors, our patterns, um, stinking thinking, whatever it might be. And we're able to, again, as soon as we recognize it, grab a hold of it and take care of it. Yeah. So this this would be like, Dr. Laura, this would be like in the routine part Mm -hmm. out of all of the lessons that we've done so far. Mm -hmm. But if we can implement that, this would be just a natural thing that if it's not in Philippians and if it's not in Galatians with the fruit of the spirit or what we're thinking about, then that should be the triggering point or that should be something that we can file in our brain of, oh my gosh, I think I need to get something cleared up either with Jesus or with the people around me. Mm -hmm. Like, And we're going to flip our lids and it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to do it anyway. And then once you do it enough times, then you know that you can do it. And like you said, it doesn't matter what the reactions are. It doesn't matter if people think you're crazy or if they say it's okay or you didn't have to, but oh yes, I did. And so initially we do it and it's uncomfortable because it's new because our brain's organized for survival and we don't want to admit that we just got poop everywhere or that it stinks. But then after we do it, then this illusion of I have to be perfect because I'm only loved and accepted because of performance-based acceptance or what people say about me is all a facade. And actually then our relationships and everything will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it really doesn't work when we apply that kind of mentality to mm-hmm. even our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, can we really be connected with him if we can't even be real with where we are mm-hmm. or that we have stuff that needs cleaned? And the beautiful thing about him is like we don't earn hit we don't earn our identity in him we just freely receive it and then walk in it mm-hmm. and then he won't help us fix what we don't admit is needs fixed can't crucify what you cover that's true there's something that i catch myself saying usually at work um but that's i don't live in the land of denial and i'm not going to let you stay there either oh that's oh. good like this, mm-hmm. we're going we're going to deal with this stuff yeah so we then need high levels of respect and responsibility yes, for the people that are around us and the people that we're around. It's yep. yeah. good. I help you. You help me. That's the body. Mm. Isn't it a picture? Like this step is a picture of the body. This is what we should be doing with each other. Mm-hmm. Like from a kingdom perspective mm-hmm. that when he designed community, like he knows that we're all different and that we're all going to have different rubs and different triggers and different thought processes. Processes? <laughs> Wow, that was a good word. Mm-hmm. But if we can work out this one, I mean, that's when you get strength in relationship. Mm-hmm. So good. So either of you, any final parting thoughts? And I think that's what love looks like, yes. that I love somebody enough to clean it up. And I love mm-hmm. someone enough, enough to say, hey, it stinks. Yeah. yeah. Not you stink, but it stinks. <laughs> And there's Thank spot you shot. for that clarification. <laughs> yeah. There's always spot shot. Call Maybe it what's Jesus on shot. you stinks. Let us help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we need community. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a summary of it all from the CPR. So it's time to just, and if not now, then when? Mm-hmm. And if we keep saying we're going to, but to have no intentions, I mean, we're just causing more harm than good. And we're actually then building up more distrust. So it's just at, at this point, it's just time. Yeah. Agreed. So mic drop summary. I think that's pretty much it. But I mean, here's what I'm hearing. If we're walking around 
and we can kind of see that we've stepped in something, as in we're thinking about something that isn't in line with Philippians or we're behaving in a way that isn't in line with Galatians. And then we go into an environment and we just track it all around that now's the time to clean it up. Now's the time to admit and to use every skill that we've learned from the previous steps. And now this is the time to put it into place and to just go ahead and do it and to own it and to clean up our mess and to say, hey, we're sorry. And then do that whole forgiveness and receive forgiveness and forgive people. But let's let's clean it up to the best of our ability, knowing fully well that we can't be perfect and knowing fully well that we stepped in it once and we're probably going to step in it again. But that's the beauty of, of humanity and in being complex human beings and in having a savior that said, I'm going to clean this with you. And in fact, I'll clean it for you if we can just acknowledge it and take care of it together. If you do your part of the hard stuff of seeing it and getting all the supplies, then he'll do the rest and will empower us to clean it. That's the beauty of the gospel. So the kingdom came and we can have it now and we can live on earth as it is in heaven right here and right now with the people around us. So thank you guys for listening. This has been session number eight, Poop on Your Shoe, um, from Relief from Darkness. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.